Welcome to For Your Success with Katie Horner, an inspiring program about overcoming the I'm too small mindset, redefining success, and growing your lifestyle business legacy without fear. Welcome to the first episode of the For Your Success podcast, where we are challenging the comparison mindset and teaching you that you are never too small to have an influence, follow your dreams, or build a successful online business. I'm your host, Katie Horner, and today's resource highlight is Lead Pages. Lead Pages is a software that gives you hundreds of mobile responsive landing page templates for your industry. Each one is designed to get more customers to join your email list or sign up for your event or buy your products. It's easy to use and it's fabulous. Get the details at bloggingsuccessfully.com slash lead pages. Our guest today is Philip Taylor, better known to some of you as PT Money. Philip is a CPA, a husband and father of three, and he created ptmoney.com back in 2007 and founded FinCon, the annual conference for financial media, in 2011. He got rid of debt, learned to live lean, saved his money, and eventually left his unsatisfying corporate career to pursue his entrepreneurial ventures full-time. PT is one of our favorite real-life heroes, and I'm thrilled to have him on this first episode with us. Welcome to the show, PT. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. So thankful to be here, Katie. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, um, you are, uh, of course, in the intro, we mentioned that you have uh, ptmoney.com, and you're also the founder of the FinCon event. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. Let's go way back to the beginning, and how did you first get your your start in online business? Yeah, I'll take us back to about 2004, 2005. Um, I was getting serious about my finances, my personal finances. I was thinking about uh, getting married and saving for a house, things like that. And um, those decisions were leading me to learn more. I was a CPA, but to be honest with you, I didn't have really a clue about managing my debt or saving more money. And so uh, for whatever reason, I just got the bug um, and just started consuming as much information about personal finance, fixing my financial life as I could. Then I stumbled upon these personal finance blogs online uh, about uh, 05, 06, and these these individuals anonymously were sharing their story with money online. Um, and I was instantly attracted to it and just obsessed really with the idea of personal finance and a, sort of a different way of thinking about your money. Because as you know, uh, personal finance is still a taboo in our society. We don't really talk about that with our friends and neighbors, even right. sometimes our family. So um, these folks online were sharing like really intimate details about how they were managing their money in a, in a different way than society sort of talked about it. And uh, it was very eye-opening and exciting for me. And I felt like you know this could be something that could have a dramatic impact on my life if I started doing some of these things. And so uh, that that passion for consuming that content eventually led me to start creating my own. So as you know, as a creator, there's only so much consuming you can do for a while and then you have to sort of jump in and, and start contributing to the conversation. And so in 07, I started uh, ptmoney.com and uh, it was really just a place for me to, you know, share my story with money, uh, a little bit of, you know, financial background that I had as a CPA with the investing and tax side of things. But really, I was mainly sharing you know, how I was improving my debt situation, things I was saving for, 
um, stuff that most most people at some point in their life have to go through. So that's kind of how it started. I just started sharing my story. That's fascinating. And you were you were working as a CPA as you started your blog. Is that correct? Yeah. So, yep, I did some public accounting. I did uh, internal audit work, boring sort of corporate finance stuff. Um, but it paid well and it was a pretty sweet gig, but really wasn't that terribly satisfying. And so I knew eventually I wanted to have something that I had complete control over um, and that really uh, fell in line with a passion of mine. And so ne- once I discovered personal finance was kind of a passion, I said, well, this this blog thing I need to pursue. And so um, yeah, I just dove right in and didn't know what I was doing. It was very, it was terrible at first. Um, it was, I made a lot of mistakes and did a lot of different things with the site, but I gave myself permission to, to do those things, to make mistakes. And, um, and, uh, slowly that became, you know, a part-time business for me. And then eventually in 2010 became a full-time gig. Awesome. Now, when you were working on this just part-time, did you set out for it to be a business when you started blogging about it, or was it just that creative outlet? It was a little bit of both. I mean, if I'm totally honest, you know, I saw the other bloggers in the space before I even started uh, bringing in some extra income from it. And so there was an attraction. I mean, I feel like I have sort of an entrepreneurial slant to me. And so uh, I saw that opportunity and uh, I thought it tied in well with my current passion for it. So it was a little bit of both. Um, but to be honest with you, what drove me to write day in and day out was just my complete obsession with the topic um, and and figuring out ways to improve my financial life. And so um, but once I got going and and uh, started rubbing shoulders with others, sort of doing the same thing in the community and sharing ideas, my passion for the entrepreneurial side or the business side of it uh, continued to grow. Right, right. Now, how how many hours would you say you were having to put into this to to grow the business while you were still working full time? Um, so for me, it wasn't at all calculated it was how much could i get away with because i could not stop i was because really you loved it so much yeah i was really obsessed and i was i just gotten married um and so my wife actually had to tell me she's like you're doing this too much like you're <laughs> and it wasn't really producing that much of an income at first and so um you know i would i would start on it probably um you know seven or eight o'clock at night and sometimes work till you know two maybe even three in the morning on it, um, just completely obsessed and tinkering, just little things, not really being necessarily productive, but just really in the mix with it. Um, I also cheated a little bit and worked on it while I was at work. Uh. <laughs> uh, and so it was really hard for me to stay away from it. it. It was weird at the time because we were all anonymous. Like no one was really just out public talking about their finances yet. And so um, I, uh, it was this sort of secret obsessive thing that I had in my life. I couldn't really tell my friends or my family. I just was sort of doing it on the side. And, um, it's probably this, <laughs> just creates this weird picture of me back then, but uh, I promise <laughs> the there was a secret like life a, of PT money. Yeah. Yeah. There, but there was this earnestness to it. And, uh, I finally, you know, I found something that I was really attracted to and was going for it, you know? I think that's so important too. For the those of us that are passionate about something and realize, you know, I'm I'm just taking so much in and learning so much about this. I've got to tell someone, and to realize that we all have a message that makes a difference in the lives of other people. Um, that's that's fabulous. So, talk a little bit about 
um, were there ever any times of discouragement? I know a lot of times for, for people just starting a business or just trying to get something going part-time or full-time from home, sometimes there's discouragement that comes. There are naysayers. There are people who are doubtful. Sometimes you're doubtful of yourself. How, did you face that when you got started? And, and if you did, how did what did you do to overcome that? Oh, certainly uh, faced that. Even before I started, uh, I, I would tell myself, uh, there's already too many people blogging about personal finance back in 2006, 2007. I can't believe I said that to myself, but I really felt that way. I was like, there's too many voices out there already. I'm not, I'm just going to be drowned in the sea of other voices. Uh, no one's going to notice me um, or what I'm talking about. And I'm, I don't have anything particularly special to say above and beyond. I'm not a, I'm not a writer. I told myself that, that, uh, which technically I wasn't up until that point. Um, I told myself a lot of things um, that were discouraging and that I thought the marketplace was going to tell me back. Um, but, um, you know, some of the things I did to overcome that was um, just tried to focus on the fact that, you know, even though maybe I wasn't a best writer or I didn't know what I was doing with the website sometimes, uh, what would set me apart from other people was my particular story and my slant on things. So everyone has their own uh, worldview, their own take on particular topics, um, their own history and background and stories. And so those things make you you. And so I just tried to lean on that as much as possible, sharing my particular experience, uh, not trying to play above my level, not trying to talk about topics that uh, I felt uncomfortable with. Or if I was addressing a serious subject or, or a subject kind of above my education level, you know, I would rely on experts or I would uh, seek out a collaboration effort or, or I would just admit, I don't really know what I'm talking about here, but here's what I think. Um, <laughs> so that transparency, that, uh, that willingness to just be yourself online, I think eventually uh, once you start getting feedback for that, um, you know, that, that kind of helps propel you and gives you kind of continues that the permission that you're seeking. Um, another thing I did, which kind of leads to the conference, was that I joined arms with people who started at the same time I was. I was starting. And so I didn't necessarily go to the A-list bloggers at the time and say, hey, uh, let me be your friend and let's do this together and let's, you know, show me all your tricks and stuff. No, I, I actually started with a lot of the guys who started this about the same time I did. And we sort of joined arms and joined forces and helping each other grow. And so I Back then, it wasn't called masterminding, but essentially, that's what I did. I found my own little mastermind of, of people who were on my level, and we could just share ideas without it necessarily feeling like competition. It was more collaboration um, to kind of help each other grow. And so that's what I would advise people to do is seek out people who are just getting started with you and uh, use sort of that rela those relationships to, uh, to propel all of you. Yes, those in-real-life connections are amazing. Mm -hmm. And so then, is there a defining moment that you can remember where you felt like you were finally coming into your confidence as PT money? Uh, that's a tough one. I, it's, it's been so long ago. I don't know that I remember a particular point in time, but I'm, I'm sure there were emails, you know, that I would receive from, from readers where it, you know, it made sense that my story was reaching someone in particular or my particular angle on a subject. Uh, would only have reached this person had I said it from my perspective. And so uh, it was those moments probably as a communicator and someone who's passionate about the subject where I was getting that validation from. From a business standpoint, um, I mean, Google, within the probably 
the first six months of 2008, when I really started taking it seriously and blogging almost every day, um, I, uh, you know, I started seeing checks come in from Google AdSense and from advertisers. And so that was, you know, sort of a marketplace validation for what I was doing. And I, that was continuing to see that grow. And so uh, when I brought that, you know, first revenue report home for the month and showed my wife and it was going to pay our mortgage, you know, um, for her, I know certainly that, uh, that got, that's where it got serious for us as a family. And, and we could see, you know, this potentially being something that uh, we could pursue full time. And how long was it from that first big check to the point that you went completely on your own with your business? It was about a two year period. So 08 to 2010. Okay. And yeah. And the web was a little different back then. Um, but, um, you know, it was, it was sort of consistent. I could, I could see the consistent growth with my site and um, sort of feel the business, you know, developing. Um, so I'm not sure that it would necessarily reflect that in terms of current marketplace. But um, for me back then, that that's kind of was the, the two-year timeline. Yeah. Right. And, and that's smart, too. It makes sense with you coming from a, a more of a business background. Uh, I know a lot of people just as soon as they get a big check, like, oh, I can do this full time and just jump into it and quit their job right away. Whereas you took time to be sure that the trends were in your favor and yep. to be sure that this was going to be a stable income. Yeah, I'm totally a conservative guy. Um, and, and what we were doing also during that two-year time frame was fixing our own financial life. And so we were, my wife and I were getting rid of our debts. We were saving up a bunch of money, creating a big emergency fund. Um, save, you know, maxing out our retirement accounts, things like that. So we were learning to live on one income, um, all those things that, you know, good personal finance uh, practices, you know, help to help to promote. We were put, putting those in practice in our own life. And so th that led me then to, after that two year mark to be able to make that leap a lot more comfortable. Lead Pages is the number one landing page builder for online businesses. They have high-performing templates that you can easily customize to make them yours. I can choose from hundreds of mobile responsive landing page templates and not just for my industry, they have them for all kinds of industry. And each template has been designed and tested. They're constantly testing to see which ones get higher conversion rates um, so that you can appropriately and, and really in a classy way promote your product or service to your customers. Um, using lead pages has helped us improve our conversion rates, has helped us get more people on our email list. Um, you can use them in landing pages and pop-up forms, social media, text messages, emails. Um, it's just a simple interface to use and the built-in optimization tools are already there to help you make your next campaign easy and successful. If you want to learn more about lead pages and how to use it in your business, head on over to bloggingsuccessfully.com slash lead pages. With the, the FinCon events that you run, at, at what point did that online world uh, mm -hmm. become a springboard for your real world events or your offline world events? Yeah, so I talked a little bit about how early on the personal finance bloggers were very anonymous. And so um, we were having this conversation about money online with each other. And um, when we finally got together, I think I went to my first affiliate summit in 2010. Um, might have gone to a Blog World Expo that year and met some of these people face to face. 
it was a very powerful experience for me. First, it was a conference, you know, and a group of people I wanted to go meet, right? So rarely in my business life had I ever gone to a conference where I was really excited to go do it. So um, that was a big change for me. And um, I was finally able to meet the people online who, you know, I was interacting with on a daily basis. And I love that feeling because I knew these people were going to help me have success. Um, and they were my friends. And, um, you know, I wanted more of that. I said, let's 10x this feeling right now. Let's, what can I do to make this bigger and better? And instantly the, uh, the idea of the event uh, popped into my world. And I think it was a year after I'd been full time with PT Money. So about the spring of 2011 was when I finally executed on the idea and said, okay, I'm purchasing the website URL. Uh, financialbloggerconference.com and we're gonna I'm gonna have this thing I had no event planning experience um, but I knew that these people if they had any if they had a, a, even a fraction of the desire as I had to be together and kind of hang out um, and share ideas then uh, then I knew I'd, we'd have a successful event and so um, kind of put my stake in the ground said you guys come meet me in Chicago in six months and that's what happened Awesome. So the very first one was in Chicago. Have they all been in Chicago? No, we move it around every year. Since we're kind of an association of people, I see it as an excuse to travel, uh, bring people to do new uh, places. And so I like to move it around every year. And um, we've done all kinds of cool cities, Denver, St. Louis, uh, Chicago, New Orleans, Charlotte, and last year, San, uh, San Diego. Okay. And tell us about the 2017 event. Yeah, so we'll be in Dallas, uh, my hometown here in Dallas. Finally, bringing it home. Um, <laughs> in twenty eight, or sorry, twenty seventeen. It's in October twenty fifth to twenty eighth. So it's uh, just before Halloween, and uh, we'll have a uh, about fifteen hundred people come together in financial media. Um, but to, to be honest with you, it's really a, a marketing and entrepreneurship and sort of content conference. It's become in some ways a lot like a blog world expo or affiliate mark or affiliate summit would be if it were just focused on kind of the financial vertical mm -hmm. um so it's it's for digital marketers online entrepreneurs uh it's a, it's a great event and it's more importantly it's a great community of people who want to be together that spirit is still alive uh they all want to be there together and um it's hard to get them in the education sessions because they just want to hang out in the hallways and talk to each other <laughs> That's it's, so awesome. Uh, yeah, it's a great group of people. I'm so thankful to be able to run the event and uh, and and still feel that feeling, that 10x feeling is finally like realized, right? Um, so maybe a little too much these days because I feel like I have 1,000 10 second conversations in the hallways with so many people at the event. But um, I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, it's it's a great group of people, and our con community continues to grow. New blogs are starting all the time, having success. Um, we're seeing people take, you know, their part, their idea from a part-time perspective, going full-time in our industry all the time, and so it's very much alive. And uh, I'm really bullish on our community going forward. And I have to ask this because you're calling it the financial bloggers event. Is it just for those in the financial niche, or is it open to bloggers and business people of any niche? Yeah, it's it's open to really anyone. Like I said, who's um, who's playing sort of in the online digital space. Uh, all of our education, well, I would say, I would say about 90% of our education is, is uh, topic neutral in terms of um, uh, niche. So, okay. you know, we talk about 
how to create good content, how to promote it, and how to profit from it. So you could go to a session on how to write better, how to podcast better. You could go to a session on how to use social media or networking. Um, and you could go to a session on um, things like um, you know creating mastermind communities or uh, membership sites or do affiliate marketing. So it's very general in terms of education. Uh, but the people in the rooms are primarily financially focused folks. And when I say financially, that's a pretty broad spectrum too. So right. <laughs> there's people who there's people who are frugality bloggers or uh, coupon bloggers, all the way up to someone who is an investment blogger, real estate blogger, or someone who podcasts about small business uh, like yourself. So it really runs a kind of a wide spectrum. Some of our speakers in the past have been people like uh, Pat Flynn, Chris Ducker. Uh, Natalie Sisson, and so you know we draw from sort of the general online marketing community in terms of our education. So great, great! Yeah. It, sound, it sounds awesome. I'm really excited to get to go. Yeah. Um, so then, I guess my last question for you today is about your definition of success. I know that that seems to be a relative term in today's world, but yeah, a lot of people find themselves trying to live up to someone else's definition. How do you define success? And then what would you say to others who are struggling to make their dreams a reality as you have? Mm. That's a big question. Um, uh, for me, success is about uh, being able to control my life and call my own, shot, my own shots in my life. So having independence and autonomy. Um, and, and that's as practical as being able to wake up when I want, uh, being able to spend as much time as my kids with my kids as I want. Um, and just kind of as much as possible, calling my own shots in this world. Um, and uh, and and so my advice for others would be as as quick as possible, get your finances out of the way. So get the debt out of your life, um, get the savings up, and get that part figured out. Uh, because for me, that's created freedom to play around with my business ideas uh, yes. on on a more twenty four seven basis versus having to go do something and then coming and working on the business on the side. Nothing wrong with that for a while, uh, but the quicker you get those finances fixed in your life, uh, the, the quicker you'll be able to focus 100% on what it is you want to do with your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, PT, for your time today. I really appreciate all that you've said, and I'm so excited about your conference. Um, before we go, let everyone know where they can find you and where can they register for your event. Awesome. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at PT Money, and you can hit up the conference site at FinConExpo.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for listening to the For Your Success podcast with Katie Horner, presented by BloggingSuccessfully.com. For show notes and links to the resources mentioned in today's episode, visit www.foryoursuccesspodcast.com. You've been so caught up in figuring out how to market your business the quote right way, you found yourself overwhelmed and your dream a little muddied. What if a simple mindset reset could help you realign your vision, refine your expectations, and revive that dream for your business? I'm Katie Horner, author of The Flamingo Advantage, 
And for two decades, I've been teaching business owners just like you how to make your business and marketing decisions with faith, with clarity, and with purpose, empowering God's people to live out their best worship through the business. My framework teaches how to realign your mindset and your business practices with God's Word so that you no longer operate in fear or lack of criticism, but in confidence and powerful intention. I'd love to invite you to grab a free copy of my book, Just Pay Shipping, at freeflamingobook.com. You, my friend, have an advantage, and your uniqueness helps you live out God's purpose for you in the world. freeflamingobook.com.